Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey guys, Working Class Bowhunter Podcast once again. Myself, Kurt Geyer, and Austin Chandler. We're doing the intros for the ATA episodes. So the ATA episodes are uh, usually a little bit shorter episodes like that. So, and we're probably going to use, we're going to rapid blast these. So if this is the first one in the batch you're listening to, or in the middle of the batch of ATA episode, ATA episodes, uh, you know, we're using the same intro for all of them because they're kind of quick in your face episodes and, uh, just, you know, certain products or stories or whatever it may be that we recorded on. But ATA was a good time this year. Uh, we had a ton of fun, get to see all our buddies, uh, Doug rode the bull at uh, PBR, had his make hunting great again moment. Uh, I mean, what else happened? There's a bunch of stuff going on. Some good meetings. We recorded a bunch of good podcasts. Um, yeah, I got to shake hands with some guys we'd never met before. Got to maintain a bunch of existing relationships and yeah. had a great time at ATA. Always look forward to that show. It, it is a good time, man. And I always think like, man, I don't know if we're going to do ATA this year. And then after we do it, I'm always glad. It's always fun. Always fun. Clint Casper came down. Our good buddy Todd Anderson came and hung out for a little bit. Um, we just had a good time, man. Yeah. Positive vibes. Literally, I couldn't name one negative thing that happened if I had to. Um, a lot of bums in Louisville. <laughs> that was the negative, <laughs> That's I guess. the negative. Yeah, it was cold. But we got to eat some Krispy Kremes and uh, ate some good barbecue one night. There's always good food down there. Yeah, it, it was a good time all around. So... If it's the same type of intro on all these ATA ones, we just figured that, you know, they're shorter episodes. We, you know, it gets the point across. Um, And real quick, we just want to thank our partners and we want to thank you guys for listening to our ads and supporting what we do and supporting our partners because they support us. And if they support us for as wild as we are sometimes, uh, to me, I think that that says they're pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, Elite Archery, Big Time, Scent Crusher. Old Barn Taxidermy, Camo Fire, Loophole Optics, HHA and HHA USA, Thermacy, Victory Arrows, Huntworth, Slick Trick, Spy Point Cams, um, 
Novix tree stands, and of course there's some there's some more in there that are coming or you know that we're we're working with and that'll be popping back up in the year. Um, but yeah, man, we just appreciate all you guys and supporting what we do. And um, you know anybody that came up and talked to us at ATA was it was very flattering and and very very weird for us, but we appreciate it. If that makes sense, right? Yeah. So let's just get to these. We'll cut the BS. Um, hope you enjoy them. Hope uh, you want to check out some of these products. And, uh, yeah, rapid fire blast the podcast. Three shot burst. Hope you like it. All right, boys. Another podcast here at the ATA Show 2022, Louisville, Louisville. Depends who you, where you're from. Where you're from and how you say it. Yeah, we found out it's Louisville. Louisville. We're correct. Louisville. Um, and we have Randy Stoppenhagen, not Copenhagen. Nope. <laughs> but if you're trying to quit Copenhagen, hit Randy up because he probably has no advice for you. Um, <laughs> C3 Mitts. Yes. Thanks for doing the podcast, man. Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Of course. So we got introduced by a lot of the people we meet at ATA Show through Rubline and Chase Rawlson and all our good buddies here, uh, Rubline Marketing. Also, shout out to them for hosting us inside the Rubline media room. Yeah, uh, another year. I don't know why they keep inviting us back. We must be do. doing, like, <laughs> either two things. We're doing a good job. Which is... It's a possibility. Maybe. Or they feel bad for us, <laughs> and so they feel like they have to invite us hey, back. I think, so, he, I, I think that's We're it. just so dumb. It's like the circus <laughs> that you can't help but go look at. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what's going on. It's like, man, you know, they're good kids. <laughs> Try to help them out. Try to help them out. So if you've want. got some inside skinny, I've only been with them now for a year. So if you've got any dirt, I need it. Okay. We'll, we'll talk can, we after can hook the you podcast. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll edit that part out, actually. <laughs> Chase, Chase is kind of in earshot. He hasn't noticed that we're looking at him. We'll keep it that way. He's busy. Um, C3 Mitts, man. You uh, you just came by and kind of gave us like a quick rundown mm-hmm. on, quick on the process. Yeah. And uh, I think let's just do a, like a full breakdown. And let's start with... The obvious first, and then I want to talk about the company and how you thought sure. of it and all that too. But first things first, let's talk about the product because that's what people want right out the rip. And uh, one, love the idea, but we talked before this like we need to bring up that people see this product and like hardcore archery guys or hardcore bow hunters and might have like maybe a little turned off, I guess, with something being on the bow, like on sure. the grip. And you know, you're aware of that like shock factor at first. Yeah, I mean, as a bow hunter myself. People look at that, and they're like, three things. It's either going to make me torque my bow, it's going to hit the string, or there's going to be some arrow problems. Mm-hmm. Right. And and To be honest, that's the exact same things that I thought when I seen it. Right. Yeah. Right. But when we designed that, the way that was thought up, I'm an elk, um, I'm an archery hunter. I hunt whitetails up in northern Idaho. Mm-hmm. And it's normally minus 20, minus 25. Brutal. And I, use, and I use a muff. I mean, how many of us use a muff to keep our hands warm right. or our pockets? Okay. So I used a muff, and I went back to the hotel that night because I got tired of grabbing a minus 28-degree instrument. Right. Hoping that the deer <laughs> would give me an opportunity to shoot. So I took my muff, which was 40, 50 bucks, mm-hmm. and I cut it in half. Then I cut a slice in the bottom and the top, put it around the bow, went down and got a stapler from the office, stapled it, <laughs> and I went out the next day because I'm just a relaxed fingered shooter. Yeah, sure. So it worked for me, mm-hmm. but I was like, it's got to be adjustable. 
I knew I had something. Yeah. But it's got to be adjustable. It's got to be able to fit everybody's hand size because we all have a different hand size. Yeah. And we all palm our bow differently. Mm-hmm. Some are high wrist, some are open finger. So I sat down with the seamstress five years later after I thought of it. Five years, I was like, I got to do this. Mm-hmm. So we went through two years of testing and we went through eight prototypes to make a piece of cloth with insulated value fit around any bow mm-hmm. and accommodate anybody's shooting style. Then we went out and tested it for two years. Then I brought it to market. I love that. I think the idea is cool. It is. I, I was shocked by it first because I'm, I'm one of those guys, like, I'm, I don't want to say I'm over paranoid about, like, my bow setup, but, like, uh, when I'm on my hunt, if I have to put my bow on my backpack, like, I'm freaking out about everything, maybe more than I should, but... Going to just, like, adding stuff to your bow that, yeah, you know, the more shit you add, you're just like, God, do I really need that? Right. Yeah. But also, when we're talking, like, I shoot, the release I shoot, it, and I guess we're jumping ahead here, maybe we're not, but I don't really wear gloves when I'm bow hunting, or at least when I feel like I'm going to get a shot or whatever like that. I might put a glove in my left hand and then throw my right hand in my pocket with my release, mm-hmm. and then a lot of times, if I don't have... If I, I'm using a, a regular muff with, like, hand warmers in it, I don't have any gloves on, but then it's freezing cold outside. So if I d- get a deer that comes in and I grab my bow and if I get caught, like, you right. know, they, they look up and do the whole head <laughs> bob thing, and then I'm just, like, sitting there and then my hand's black. I got black hand and it's just, like, my fingers are breaking off. <laughs> black, black foot. Right. The black hand just sounds black a little hand. racist. I didn't mean that. <laughs> my bad. Like the movie. I didn't mean that. I got it. It's not like black face. It's just. Whatever. So anyway, <laughs> moving along. Yeah. Moving along. Hey, hey. So did. So yeah, you just I just kind of suffer through it, and I don't know. I just thought it was part of it. But anyway, like this fixes that. If I get caught, and I don't have to worry about bulky gloves on my release hand or on my bow grip hand. That's right. the that's the big advantage for me. Like as as a whitetail hunter in Illinois in the winter time. I mean. November, you can tough it out with some thin gloves, but mm-hmm. by the time December rolls in, you've got to put those heavier mitts on, so then you got to think, all right, release, go over or under this. Do I take it off in the heat of the moment, or do I try to learn how to adapt and shoot with it on? And this system kind of solves some of those issues, I yeah, think. Exactly. Well, five years ago, that came on the market. I got a patent on it, and then we moved forward. Well, going out and doing shows, I had people that Okay, now I've picked up a crossbow, or I also rifle hunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I shotgun hunt ducks. Can you make something for me? Yeah. So two years ago, we went back, and we sat down, and we designed a set of mitts that'll fit on a shotgun, a rifle, a crossbow, mm-hmm. and that bow mitt. This mitt is called a multi-mitt. Mm-hmm. It's got an elastic band. You can either put it over your wrist if you're a bow hunter. Mm-hmm. It protects your release. This is going on your shooting hand. Exactly. On your, on yeah. Be yep. my right hand. Yeah. Right. And then when the moment comes, you slide your hand out, mm-hmm. take the shot, rotate your hand back in. But it can also go on the back of a shotgun, rifle, crossbow. Yeah, just on like the stock area. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's why we call it the multi-mit. Show it off here. Yeah. And and also, I, put, I was putting my hand in there. And you're like, feel that little... A little pocket in there? Dingle dong in there. Yeah, there's like a pocket (laughs) for a hand warmer in here. Right. So, yeah, not only are you out of the wind, but you can throw a hot hand or whatever. Right. I like it because in in late winter, you could wear your light glove setup that you run all season if you're out, you know, outside of it working in the tree stand doing whatever Mm -hmm. and wear those light gloves and then stick them in there and you're good to go. You can wear your same light season glove setup with this. Yeah. No, I'm a fan of that. It's always just hard because my release. 
I shoot the Scott Hex, which is a it's a back tension release, but it's like cut off, and then there's like a it's hooked to like a regular caliper style strap. Okay. So I don't, you know, I rely on the strap to not have it fall off my wrist, and I keep it tucked in to its own strap. And then when I'm ready, I pull it out and I can get ready, but it hangs loose. And I just for the glove with the back tension, I don't want that extra thickness when I'm mm-hmm. shooting. So that's why I never wear a glove. So that's handy to have that. But yeah, I just always have to worry about getting cold. And then it's hard to get warm back up if it's that brutal cold. So. Right. Well, and if you don't want it on your wrist, you can take that elastic and you can buckle it to your belt loop. So that way yeah. you can sit there. And that's another thing. I'm sure everybody's experienced um, letting go with the death grip. Mm-hmm. Like when you when you have your bow in your lap, like mm-hmm. the first hour. Yeah. All of a sudden you make a mistake and you take your hand off. Where does your bow end up? 20 feet on the ground. Yeah. That mitt, the fact that it's attached around the bow. Mm-hmm. Just the weight of your hand inside the mitt, you don't have to keep a death grip on your bow, and the bow will right. stay right in your lap. Gotcha. So you're not sitting there constantly, you know, keeping a death grip on the bow. That was me. Sorry, oh, guys. Sorry. No, you're good. Damn you're phone. No, you're fine. You're fine. Hey, not the first time it's happened. <laughs> We've had crazy stuff happen on the podcast. That's true. Um, no, who, I think it's who, great, can man. it be now? Yeah. And answer it. Let's put them on blast. You're yeah. interrupting us. Yeah, I'll get right back to you. <laughs> I'm busy. But this is like, for guys that hunt brutal late season, like Ross, Ross, our buddy Ross Bigger, another co-host of our show who's not here because he's hunting, should be hunting, better find out. He better be hunting. He better be hunting. He better be. (laughs) But he's a late season guy. So these fit in even more for him. Or like our good buddy Johnny Utah was just up in like Saskatchewan. Oh, yeah. It was like negative 22, negative 30 degrees up there. Negative 33, you said. Yeah. Like, can you imagine? (laughs) Yeah, but see, I dig that. Yeah. I mean... With the facial hair, I mean, by the end of the day, when I get out of the tree, this is all ice. Uh, and it's like, hell yeah. It looks cool. It is. It's cool. I mean, to be able to sit there all day from sunup till sundown and minus 28 on a little metal platform. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I mean, to me, it is. I <laughs> yeah. mean, I don't know. And that might be sick to some people, but no. I I enjoy the challenge of being out there to see if I can endure. It's the man shit. There you it's go. The man, man shit. Man shit. Yeah. So what, what, when you bring... The, the mitt to just other consumer shows and people see it for the first time, what's like the general reaction at first? It's going to hit the string. Yeah. Or it's going to make me torque my bow. Mm-hmm. But now you've had your hand in there for a while. Yep. So where what is your palm? Is there any interference? Well, I wonder if we can get this on the camera. No, there's no we, interference. We can do. I can yeah. do some overlays later. We'll do a shot, and I can get in there with the camera. But it's kind of cool though, because like inside the mitt, your actual riser is open. Right. Yeah. It's not like an actual glove where yeah. it, it could be the glove on the riser. Right. Yeah, that's important to to clarify that. Yeah, right. you're, you're grabbing your bow grip. You're grabbing. Your, yeah, yeah, it's an early season setup. I mean, you, it's like right. you're shooting. Like I said, you can shoot with your light glove and still shoot that. My system. hand right sense. now on the grip is the bare aluminum of the bow. I guess the best way to look at it is like one of those um, climate-controlled domes you see. That's what it is for your hand and your bow. Right. Your bow grip, yeah. Honestly. Yeah. There you there go. You go. Yeah. When, when you slid your hand in there, your fingers go into a finger pocket. Yep. Yep. That's there for two reasons. One, when you're carrying your 10 degree bow or 15 minus 15 degree bow into the woods it keeps that metal off your skin Mm -hmm. and two when it's bitter cold you can activate a hand warmer the the mitt has 200 grams of thinsulate Mm -hmm. so it's good for the normal person to about 28 degrees Mm -hmm. after that you activate a hand warmer it'll be 80 90 degrees in that mitt all day long yeah that's awesome that is cool i do like that though i think that's important to show that 
Let me see this baby. When you when you do grab it, you're not because it looks like if you don't know how the inside is, you would think that you're holding your bow grip inside this big like puppy you, you pillow. Would think, mm-hmm. You would think you're holding it like this. Right. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> right. That's what you think when right. you first look at it, but. Actually, it wraps around your riser where, or your grip where yeah. your grip is actually exposed in there. Yeah. But, yeah, most people are just like, that's going to hit my string. Right. right. And originally, the very first gen, that's the third gen mitt. The very first mitt was actually an inch longer. Oh, really? Oh, gotcha. It was an inch longer because I wanted to make sure that coat made really good contact. Mm-hmm. And it still didn't interfere with anything. But what happened was with a shorter brace height bow... They'd swing that mitt around, and they'd go, see, it's going to hit the string. It's going to hit the string. I'm like, if you're that locked out, that string is going to hit your coat sleeve. Yeah, you got before other it, issues, brother. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, and, and as you can see, the mitt angles away from the bow. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, hold, um, hold it up here for cameras. Yeah, I mean, the bus cables do not matter. Yeah, yeah, and right. It, and it doesn't matter what drop away you use. There's, there's no interference. There's no torquing issues. All that's doing is keeping your hand nice and warm so you can concentrate on why you're out there instead of how bad your hands hurt. Yeah. Oh, you know, that makes sense because if you shoot a drop away when you, um, the rope comes to your cable, it's yep. on the opposite side of where the mid is anyway. Right. So, yeah. I, I mean, I get it. I get the, you know, it's, we talk about, like, the scent products. There's a lot of, like, skeptics on scent products and stuff like that. Right. But I think anything new or anything that might be a little, like, shocking that attaches to your boat, sure. you're going to have the same... Same reaction. Sort of skeptic outlook on it. Right. Um, which I mean, it's expected. five ounces. Yeah, right. It only right. weighs five ounces. And it's, I mean, to me, if I can be out there an hour or two longer when everybody else is like, I'm packing it in. Mm-hmm. Right. In fact, I've had guys come up and go, if it's that cold, I'm not going out there. I'm mm-hmm. like, why would you not be out there if your tag mm-hmm. isn't filled? Yeah, you're missing sure. a good hunt. Yeah, like, well, this product isn't for you then. <laughs> well, how much have you spent on your coat? How much have you spent on your pants? Mm-hmm. How much have you spent on everything else to keep you warm? Yet the most important part of the whole thing is the hand to the bow. Yeah, right. And you're like, uh, suck it up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I just don't get it. Yeah, that's a good point too. But no, I think it's good, dude. I I see this as, you know, I hunt late season, but I, I try to tag out before, <laughs> before it gets cold out. <laughs> it gets too try. Cold. I mean, but if I had an open tag. I'm hunting. It's definitely got its place in the late season for yeah. sure. Oh yeah, but guys, yeah. guys like us that have their ironclad ritual that we've used for you know six years, seven years, however long, we're reluctant to add anything new to the system that might yeah. you know be something foreign and something more to learn. But yeah. sure. in the late season, this thing's definitely got its place. Oh, a hundred percent. I'd say you know, like, uh, do you do a lot of consumer shows and stuff like that? Yeah. In fact, um, up until COVID hit, <laughs> right, right. I would leave January 4th from Nampa, Idaho. Mm-hmm. I'd come here. Then from this show, I'd go out and do a consumer show every weekend till about April 15th, and I'd go back home. Okay. What ones do you have on the roster? Because what I'm getting at here is there's people that are going to listen and watch this, even though we're explaining it, and still be a skeptic, which, right, whatever. I, I kind of get it. But what I'm getting at is, like, can they come see this at a in, show? In person. In person, and then actually feel it out if you have consumer shows planned that's a great question no <laughs> i mean I, now that i'm with rubline part of it is trying to explain the story through social media facebook doing podcasts other things yeah, like that sure um and we've got a lot of videos if you go to the website 
I mean, there's there's testimonials, there's videos on how it's installed, slow motion videos on the shot, so people can see that right. it's not going to do anything to affect the shot. Right, yeah. exactly. Uh, but what I tell people to show is, give me just one arrow. One and we've, arrow. We've run some great sales throughout the year. Mm-hmm. In fact, we had one sale for twenty four ninety five with free shipping. I would send them that mitt. Mm-hmm. Give me one arrow. You'll see for yourself that it does nothing. You, that arrow is going to go exactly where it did before you put that mitt on your bow. Mm-hmm. So, I guess you know for twenty four ninety five, if you've ever dealt with the cold, why wouldn't you try that? Right. You know, you say that I could have used this like a week ago when I was on the back of a snowmobile holding my bow. And oh. I was f- fucking cold. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, use the F word on your podcast, but. Um, yeah, I could use that. Yeah. Because, yep. man, that sucked. I mean, I had gloves, but then at a certain point, then I got sweaty. Yep. But the gloves are different because I'm not, I didn't hold my bow the whole time, you know? But, like, the point when it was like, hey, we found a lion track, we got to get into this area, into this ravine, and I'm hiking with my bow in my hand, and of course, I'm ready to shoot if I had to be ready to shoot. So I probably got ready too early to shoot for that lion because I had my gloves and stuff off already, my release and all that on. So, but yeah, I mean, that would have saved my lion. ass probably. Mountain lion. Where were we at? Wyoming. Really? Yeah, we were in a. Well, we I rented an Airbnb with my buddy Devin in Star Valley area. Okay. And then my buddy Trey Heiner lives out that way and has a outfit, um, double diamond Washiki outfitters. So. Did, did you get a good one? Did you get a good one? Yeah, I, I think it's a good one. He said it was a good, good average cat. And, good. Um, yeah, I'm. I'd never seen a mountain lion person until then. So, so you went out on a five, six day. Well, you're gonna laugh at this. So we went out for the holidays. I don't want to hear it, actually. <laughs> well, we went out for some. My buddy, he's one of my good buddies, Trey Heiner, out there. Um, he's like, "Hey, come out this winter and bring your family out. We'll go tubing and go sleigh riding with the horses." He's got a bunch of horses. He's like, "Hey, we'll try and lion hunt for a couple of days." Well, I'm like, "Yeah, cool. That, I'm in, of course." So my buddy Devin came, got an Airbnb down there with the family, <clears throat> and uh, I'm talking to my buddy Trey. I'm like, "Is it possible to maybe get?" It? A shot at a lion in one day because the family's here. I drug them up. We did the 20 whatever hour drive it is with the weather. You don't want to be away from them for five days. Well, yeah, I don't want to be like, all right, honey, we're going to hunt lions for five days straight. Which... <laughs> See you at dark. Yeah, sorry. So, uh, <laughs> oops. Trey's like, yeah, I think we got we got a pretty good chance. You know, we could probably get on one just from, you know, what he had been doing. Mm-hmm. And we got one in a tree the late, late on the first day and shot one. That's a quick, condensed story. <laughs> well, yeah, I've got a nose to tail, eight foot six, just missed Boone Cougar. Really? Yeah, in Idaho with a buddy of mine, four year odyssey. No kidding. I can't tell you how many ravines and waist deep snow up and down, up and down. See, mine, oh, that's a small female. Let it go. Yeah, mine's not <laughs> that big. Mine's not that big. Oh, it's um, it's a nice representative of the species. It's a nice cat. I'll show you a picture just so you yeah. can either. Talk shit to me or uh, praise me. Well, and, 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 and yours was a one arrow cat, right? Yeah. Mine, five arrows. Five arrows. Okay, the guy had never. That's a nice cat. There's nothing wrong with that no, cat. No, no. That's a good cat. I'm definitely not saying. That's what Trey said. It was a big female, actually. Yeah. So he's like, dude, that's about as big as a female's yeah. going to get. Shoot it, you know? And it, of course, didn't. It was a legal cat. Didn't have kittens or nothing like that. Or I don't know if you call them kittens. Kit- yeah, yeah kittens. Kittens. Think so. Cooglets. Cubs. Cooglets. <laughs> <laughs> what? Idiot, Eric. Where the hell did you come up with that? Listen, this. Yeah. 
Sorry. So, <laughs> hey, lay off the sauce, would you? Yeah, lay the sauce. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm being an idiot. Yeah, I didn't have any offspring. So the guy that took me had never taken a bow hunter before. No and, kidding. And he was so freaked out that there'd be all these arrows sticking out. Of, <laughs> and then when the cat came out, the dogs would get all cut up. Yeah, right. yeah. So I look over. Uh, first of all, we get in to where this cat is. And he goes, dude, kill that cat. That is a hell of a cat. I'm like, okay. Right. Dogs are barking. Chaos is going on. It is chaotic. I look up in the tree, and I'm and I'm standing on the steep ravine, looking straight across at the cat, and it's facing away from me. He goes, "Come on down here." So I get to the base of the tree. The cat's forty feet up in the tree. I'm like, "Okay, I can put it right in here and bring it right out here." Mm-hmm. Perfect. I said, and I look over, and he's starting to assemble a mountain rifle. I'm like, "What are you doing?" He goes. I'm going to shoot that cat if it comes out of the tree with a bunch of arrows. And I'm like, do not shoot that cat. I said, let it's me. Fine. Hey, we're fine. We're good. So I get down. I crank it back. And I lean almost into the hill. And I let down. I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a shot. Everybody ready? Here we go. Right right where I was aiming. Yeah. Cat just sits there. All of a sudden, Tyler's screaming, shoot him again. Shoot him again. Shoot him again. I'm freaking out. <laughs> and I'm like, it's dead. It doesn't know it. He goes, shoot it again. So it's his it's his dogs, it's his deal. So yeah. I knock a second arrow. Boom. Same spot. Now the cat gets mad. Yeah. Cat turns, starts down the tree. Hit it again and again. I'm like and this all happened like in fifteen seconds. So I'm like, I'm like I knock a third arrow, he's coming down the tree, I break his shoulder. I thought I could slip it in here, yeah. but I hit his shoulder and I broke I broke his shoulder. Uh-huh. So he turns around, and he's clawing at the tree to go back up, and he sits on a limb. And then he puts his le- front legs over the limb. And Tyler goes, fuck! And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what? And he goes, you got a 40-foot extension ladder? He goes, there's no way to get up this tree. He said, you have to flinch that cat. To get him out oh, of the tree. Yeah. I'm like, and it was a long way in there, and yeah. it was awful. And I'm like, all right. So I knock a fourth arrow. And I cut a slice that long in the tail, oh. and I drove that thing right up its ass. <laughs> I mean, right to, the, right, to the knock, right to the knock. No kidding. Well, then the cat went, mm. and Tyler's like, hit him again, make him flinch. So I took my last arrow out of my quiver, <laughs> Holy and smokes, I unscrewed man. the broadhead, throw it on the ground, aimed right for the back of his head, neck area, boom, boom. Just to get him to like. Yeah, and he hit the ground deader than a doornail. And Holy <laughs> Tyler Tyler comes up and he goes, oh, hell of a cat. And, of course, the dog's got to do their thing yeah. and get mad at you, yeah, know, and yeah. there's a reward. Tyler goes, you've got to full body mount that cat. I'm like, okay. Yeah. He goes, here, I'll help you. So we skin it. He goes, okay, see you, see you later. He clips his dogs up. Back up the mountain he goes, down a ravine. And, of course, I could find my way out. Yeah. But I was spent. I yeah, mean, it, yeah. was, it was 17 degrees. We'd been out all day. Oof. I rolled this cat up. Zip it to, and I, I'm like, you couldn't even carry my bow. Right. So I'm like, okay, here we go. So slipping and sliding, tri- tripping, logs down, can't see where you're stepping, covered in snow. Yeah. I finally get up to the top where he's sitting. He's like, you ready to go? I'm like, yeah. And my legs were like lead. Mm-hmm. So we, we get on the machine, we get to the hill. He's like, you're going to have to walk down. I'm not taking the machine down. It was all snowy. Oh, okay. So I literally I slid down the hill. Buddy. Right. <laughs> yes. So finally, I mean, we get out of the whole ordeal, but to hear your story where, yeah, I had two days and I got in. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I just had another buddy went out 
for a six-day cougar hunt. Yeah. First day. <laughs> yeah. First day. Well, and he didn't even shoot it with his bow because his bow didn't arrive. Neither did yeah. his hunting clothes. He did it in civilian clothes. <laughs> Damn. So I'm like, what a... Well, that's... My buddy Trey is like so Western, a real cowboy. And what's... He's... 32, 33 right. years old. But when you meet him, you would never guess that because he knows so much about so many things in the West. Like, he's one of the most fascinating human beings I know. Mm. He's so young, but you would think he, he has the knowledge of an 80-year-old dude, of just every, all the experience all, he has. All different mm. stuff, too. I always joke around and say, like, when you're in the West doing Western shit, Trey Heiner is, like, your safety blanket. <laughs> like, if you get in a sticky situation, you want Trey with you because he's going to stay calm and he'll get you out. Right. And the confidence he has, like, we'll get one we'll get one in the tree. Like, he just knows the mountains that good yeah. that he just was that confident. Yeah, dude, we'll get you one. We'll get you one in the tree. He goes, whether or not you want to shoot it, that's up to you. And I told him, I was like, dude, I'm, I've never seen a mountain lion. If we get up there and you're like, hey, man, maybe you should let this one go. Let's find another one. Then I'll listen. But if you don't tell me that, I'm shooting it. Right. <laughs> you know? right. And he said, good, good average cat. Shoot it. Yeah, that's so, a once lifetime deal. Yeah, I mean, unless I mean, I've been offered to go, be, but it's you get one cat. It's like how many cats do you, you have to, to whack? Kill, yeah, I'll, right. I'll go with buddies now. Yeah, you know, you know and that's what I'm looking for because it is absolute chaos. It is. It is so crazy. It's so fun. <laughs> it's a different type of like adrenaline. Like I don't know how you felt. Well, you you had to hike out to like beat you down a little bit. It sounds yeah. like. But when I got when we got back to like the main. Um, route in and out of the backcountry there, I was still shaking. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, dude, this, like, adrenaline of the shot, it stuck with me for, like, two, three hours. Yeah. And I just kept telling him, like, dude, I still feel like, like you know that feeling after you shoot a deer oh, in yeah. the tree stand? Yep. For, like, a half hour, you're, like, kind of, like, lightly convulsing or something yep. a little bit. Like, I kind of had that, that. It stuck with me longer. And I think it was just, like, the pressure of the arrow and, like, the chaos. It's, I think that's what... And well, it's yeah. a hundred and some pound cat. Yeah, you're eye, eyeball to eyeball with a predator within 15 yards of it. I mean, it gets you jacked. You up. know what's weird too? Like, you know, I have a house cat and whatever. A mountain lion is just a fucking gigantic house cat. It They're is like for the sure. same animal. They're just way fucking bigger. Oh yeah, it's horrifying. And if you think about it, like a house cat could fuck you up if it wanted to. Try to get your house cat inside the little pet carrier to take it to the vet. Have fun. It's a nightmare. Yeah. Now I'm looking for a picture of my cat. And I, what, how much did you say it weighed? My cat was probably 160 to 170. That's a huge cat. That's big. Yeah, my, mine, 100 to 115, we were guessing, as what, a big female. What's a Boone and Crockett skull on a cat? It's, um, I know Pope and Young is 13 and 8 sixteenths. Um, Why do I think 18? No, uh, no, did I say 18? No, no, no. I no, mean, oh, you Boone. said 13. Um, 16 is Boone and Crockett. Okay. No, is that right? No, that's not right. And skulls are in sixteen. I thought right? it was eighteen. Cause no, the world records in the sixteens, I believe. Really? Okay, okay. I'm probably way off. <laughs> I don't know. I looked it up recently. I looked hey, it up. Hey, Young's out there. Should we go grab him? Yeah. Hey, get in here. Get in <laughs> hey, here. Get in some, here. We got to settle something. We got to settle something. Well, you said your cat was real close to Boone. That's that's a huge cat. Yeah. So, are you going to full body mount it? I have. You to. have to. I have to. I, I'm glad I did. In fact. What's cool is I lived right pretty close to my taxidermist. Right. So I, I helped with every step. I helped make the form. That's awesome. We cut all the legs off, put all positioned it. I've got it coming down a rock, looking out in the room. Well, That's then I, I had bought a house, and I have an elk, and the elk's turned like he's just about ready to bugle. Well, when I set him up in the house, I didn't mean to. 
but the cat's looking down at the elk, and the elk's oh, looking up at the cougar. Oh, that's cool. It worked yeah, out it, perfectly. It worked out really nice. So uh, The world record in weight is 276 pounds. Holy moly. Which is stupid. Where's that, where the hell was that thing shot? Um, probably California. Um, no. Uh, world record cougar in British Columbia, Canada, 1979. Score 16 and 4 sixteenths is the Boone and Crockett world record on Charles M. Travers, 1979. Um, I don't know anything about cats, but I would assume that's a giant cat. Yeah, that's that's oh, a yeah. big cat. And I don't know what um, I don't know what mine will go. I haven't obviously don't have it ready to measure, but I don't care. <laughs> right. I shot a mountain lion. That's cool. That wow, is cool. that's beautiful. See, I want to do something similar to that with the snow and all that. Man, that's awesome. I don't know if I'm going to do the, the mouth open or like like a maybe like a pant. I don't like the aggressive. Oh yeah, all muscled I, up. And yeah, I'm going like to eat you every time yeah. you walk in. I'm going to eat you. It's like, oh, you're still mad. We get scared by for 20 years. <laughs> we get scared by Michael Waddell in the studio. Think that thing's in there. We have a cardboard cutout of Michael Waddell in the studio, and every time it, it scares like, us every time we walk in. Yeah. You think there's a person? We don't need there. a mountain lion hunting us every time we go in. Yeah, right. we need both. But it's we need to tell him that when we're here. But it's him when he did the old team real tree jerky. Yeah. And there are people, there'll be people that walk in the studio and be like, hey, man. And then walk in the other room and be like, oh, it's just a cardboard cutout of water. People like walk in and they wave at him because I think he's <laughs> a special person. <laughs> so stupid. That's awesome. Well, dude, this was fun, man. We get to share lion hunt stories and yeah. talk about it. So I hope the year goes good. I hope people give it a, a shot. And, yeah. And I think they will. Yeah. I mean, that's all I ask is just give me one arrow. Be open-minded. Come at it with an open mind. I mean, when the first compound bow came out, I can guarantee you, I've talked to old-timers and everybody went, there's no way. Wheels are for cars. That's what we always exactly. say. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, everything at one time is new. I mean, if this was a tree stand, you'd be asking me, why is this one better? Mm-hmm. Right. This has never been seen before. Mm-hmm. Right. But yet, it's not like I just brought it to market. I'm a bow hunter. I would never bring something to market that would hurt somebody. Yeah. And all I ask for is one arrow. I think that's very One fair, arrow man. when it's negative 20. There you go. Yeah, that's a big difference right there. Or if you're going on a lion hunt, get a mitt. Keep your keep your dick beaters warm while you're out there, and you got to shoot a lion. That's right. Keep your DBs warm. We don't need any dogs getting killed because your hand was numb, and you couldn't shoot for worth of shit. <laughs> and it sounds like get a good guide. Yes. Don't go with whoever you went with. <laughs> well, in fact, he told me. I'm sure he he's goes, a good dude. Oh, he, what, he, but he's like, what is with you? But everything, my elk... They're like mule deer, white tail. It, it, it's not easy. You hear stories where somebody goes out and sits on a stump, and yeah. the deer happens to walk by. Yep. Oh, look, it's a booner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nah, that ain't never happening to this guy. No, no. no. everything I've ever killed, it's been a hard a struggle. Yeah, been my a train wreck. Listen, they're not always easy, but when they, and I'm not saying my cat happened easy. You know, it, easier than what some people have. <laughs> Yeah. But w- w- I wasn't out in civilian clothes. I was like, there's a line. <laughs> you know? There's a line. Like, there's a little bit of suck to it. But when you get those first day opportunities, you got to take them yep. because it doesn't always happen that way. Right. So I'm happy. <laughs> good for you, man. Awesome, man. Well, where, where can people find you online, website? Go to just... C3Mits.com or the parent company is Better the Hunt Technologies. Mm-hmm. So if they look up BetterTheHunt.com. Either way, C3 Mits or BetterTheHunt.com. Get cool. there either way. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time, guys. Yep. I appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. Everyone, thanks for tuning in, watching, listening, all that good stuff. Yep. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you.
A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. Six, eight, Western. Oh, I'm old there, baby, right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.